Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. We got a special first base edition of the Angels Recap Podcast today. Boy, this is a fun show. For one, we're going to go break down Albert Pujols' historic milestone and what it means to hit 660 career home runs, tied for fifth on the all-time list with Willie Mays. That an accomplishment that Albert reached on Sunday afternoon in Colorado. And then we're going to talk with Jared Walsh, the Angel first baseman that has had one heck of a week, a seven game hitting streak where he is hitting off the charts right now 467 during that stretch this guy has been unbelievable and for a 39th round draft pick picked over 1100th overall back in 2015 of the angels he has climbed the ranks and is really making some noise here at the major league level we had a really fun conversation just the other day and i'm excited to share that with you but first let's take a look back at history on sunday at coors field Estevez ready. Next pitch on Albert. He swings at that one. Lifts a high fly ball. That one is deep out there into left field. It's out of here. Albert has just cracked a two-run homer. That gives the Angels the lead 4-3. to three. That ties him right there with Willie Mays. That is number 660 in his glorious career. How about that? What a milestone. By the way, Albert Pujols, the only player in baseball history to be in the top five all-time in home runs and in doubles. That is just an unbelievable stat. And here's Albert after the game talking about what it means to share this milestone with Willie Mays. Legend. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You know, you, you know, something that you dream about it, and then when you get to play the game and and learn more and be around. I get the chance to to meet him several several times when we, uh, whenever I was with the Cardinals and we went to San uh, to to San Francisco. And I mean, just a legend. It's just uh, amazing uh, to be able to have my name, you know, in the sen- sentence with Willie Mays. It's just unbelievable. Really humble. And I just thank God that I'm able to approach that. You know, uh, it's something that. That I'm going to tell my grandkids, my kids, and 
and it's a legacy that is going to live forever, you know, and I'm just blessed to have that, that opportunity, you know. He shared a message with me about a month ago, you know, when, whenever San Francisco, three weeks ago, whenever they came to town, and he sent me a test, you know, and uh, pass it along and say, uh, that is my time, you know, that is my, that now is my time, and, you know, it's something that I, that I will share forever. Look, for me, Willie Mays is the best overall player of all time. So for Albert to be tied with him in home runs is just astounding to me um, when you really put in perspective what it means for Albert to be top five all time in home runs uh, is truly incredible. And I hope fans can appreciate how special it is to be able to see a living legend playing for the Angels, wearing an Angels jersey day in and day out and uh, representing this club in an outstanding way. And I, I just hope people can truly appreciate that. And then Albert said some other things, too, about his place in the game and what these milestones mean for him. And this one really uh, hit me when I heard it from Albert because it just sums up who he is and also gives great perspective about his love for baseball and what it means to have the place in history that he does. I think when I retire, that's when I'm going to have plenty of time to look about and, and what I've done. I know my place in history. Uh, I know that. Uh, because friends and family always talk to me. But um, I think one thing is uh, I try not to get caught up too much in numbers or records or who's next uh, because I still at it and it's hard. I don't want to – it's almost like I take it personal. Like I don't want to disrespect this game, you know. I want to continue to respect this game until the day, you know, that I hang that jersey and I'm going to have plenty, plenty time after that to look Look, to look the numbers and to look the milestone. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't take that for granted. You know, I, I'm really blessed and thank God for for all the accomplishment. But uh, I think for me, uh, that's how I approach it every day. You know, and and you know, I'm I'm not really excited and jumping all all around because it's like I say, I'm still continuing to play in the game and and hopefully I can continue to help this ball club and this organization to, to win a championship. Man, that is all class right there from Albert Pools. Also, fans, they want to let you know that during Fan Appreciation Month, we're giving away great prizes, including signed jerseys, bats, and more. Follow at Angels on social media and visit angels.com slash fan app for your chance to win. Plus, the Angels Baseball Foundation stays involved by supporting education, food drives, and youth programs throughout the community. For more information on the Angels Baseball Foundation, visit angels.com slash community. All right, now it is time for our special guest this week. Jared Walsh has had just a week to remember, to say the least. Homered in four straight games. Uh, he had home runs in five of six games. Jared Walsh is on an absolute tear and making some noise to potentially be more of a long-term possibility for the Angels at first base. He is certainly playing to that level. Obviously, he's got to be able to keep it up, but what we have seen the last week has been pretty unbelievable uh, from Jared Walsh, a former 39th round pick. And here now our conversation with the Angels' first baseman. Okay, we are fresh off the week of Walsh, it felt like, for Angels baseball. Jared Walsh, just an incredible week last week and really making some noise for the Angels as they try to make a push towards the postseason. We are joined now by Jared on the phone. Jared, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on. Ready to talk a little baseball. Absolutely. That's what's fun about uh, having you on. I know in season things are tough, so I I really appreciate you uh, doing this. I I just have to know from your perspective, what was the last week like for you? Yeah, the last week was was pretty special for me. Um, You know, it's always good to swing the bat well, but we also got some wins against some pretty quality teams. So, um, 
you know, I, I was thankful uh, to contribute. No question. And considering, I, I know that I, I want to talk a little bit about your journey, and we'll get back into some, you know, some mechanical stuff and, and just where you're at right now. But uh, going back to when you were drafted, you know, 39th round pick coming out of Georgia, um, at what point did the big leagues seem like a reality to you? Uh, you know, I think every guy that gets drafted has this dream that, you know, it's going to be a pretty smooth path to the big leagues and you're going to make plenty of money and play a long time, but that's just not reality. So it was definitely a pretty long journey. I would say there was one season where I went from high A to double A to triple A, and that's when I kind of realized when I started climbing the ranks a little bit, I was like, okay, maybe this, this dream is within reach. So I would say 2018 is when I, I kind of got the hunch that I might get a chance. But having been drafted in 2015, um, and that's kind of a long time to get to that point. So when you're maybe in Burlington or, or you know, I, I don't know if you played in Orem or whatever your stops were along the way getting to that point, just how far away did the major leagues seem to you then? They seem pretty far away, but, you know, even when you're in low A, it's, it's pretty fun because you get to play baseball with a bunch of guys that are mostly your age and, you know, you're kind of on your own, and you're not making a ton of money, but the baseball's still a ton of fun. So um, guys think about the big leagues at the lower levels, but, you know, they don't get too caught up on transactions and who's going up and who's going down because, you know, it's pretty unlikely that when you're in low A, you're going to get plucked from there to go up to the big leagues. From, like, a, a psychiatric perspective, I guess, or just from from your mental perspective, I, I guess a better way of saying that, in 2018 when you're climbing the ladder and going through three different levels, which used to kind of be unheard of in baseball, we, we've seen a, a few guys more recently do that, but to, to climb that quickly, how were you able to stay level and stay within yourself and just try to you know understand what you need to do to succeed how much of a challenge was it going from level to level that year and not getting caught up and you know in knowing how fast you were moving through the system well the season before i had spent some time in double a so uh they sent me back to the cal league after i had a pretty good year just to go get more at bats and so when i got to double a it was something kind of like you know i've already been here and triple a was a little bit new but uh, I had a lot of friends up there that were already playing. So I would say it was really a smooth transition. Um, and the organization gave me the opportunity. I have a lot of friends in other organizations that have been kind of log jammed. So I'm just thankful that the Angels thought that I was doing well enough to try to take on a new level because I know a lot of other people don't really get that chance. Sure. And I, that that's not too unlike this season for you um, in the sense that, you, you know, you'd been at the major leagues before, were up and down a little bit last year, and e- even the same kind of this season, and now you get an opportunity where you've been playing uh, on a regular basis and in the top half of the batting order the last week or so. Um, what has it been like just kind of finding your stride in big league baseball and, you know, having a- another opportunity to be here? It's been huge, and that was something that I was, you know, really appreciative of is when I went down to the alternate site I tried to get in some work in the hopes that I would come back, but you never really know what's going to happen in the season. And so when I came back, I just wanted to take advantage of the opportunity because, you know, in the past, even my freshman year of high school, I struggled with the bat. My freshman year of college, the first time I went to double A. So me struggling at a level is nothing new. I'm not one of those guys who just conquered every level the second I got there. So um, that's, that's kind of how I hope and, hope will continue the big league level is that i i get better and better with each day but 
Um, I think it's just getting those reps and feeling a little bit more comfortable in a new setting. In terms of just the way that your swing feels right now and the way you're seeing the baseball, how would you just describe about maybe some changes you've made or, or maybe just why do you think you're having this success now that was was tougher on you before? Yeah, I think uh, there's a few things, and and uh, I just really wanted to get on top of the baseball and hit as many line drives as possible because, you know, line drives are pretty much what everyone's striving for. Uh, they usually find holes. So if I'm hitting hitting hard line drives and using the entire field, good things generally tend to happen. It's, it's when I try to do a little too much or, you know, come outside of my approach and expand the zone is when I get in trouble. So for me, it's just, you know, eat up all the opportunities that I can get and uh, just try to hit a line drive somewhere. I remember having a conversation with Mike Trout about that earlier in his career, just about, you know, he says, look, if I'm trying to hit home runs, I'm finding myself in trouble. Uh, but obviously, like the way the game is played now, there, there's serious premium put on home runs. But I will say it is, it is a bit ironic that as your swing seems to have leveled out a little bit, you are hitting for more power, at least from uh, the perspective that I have. How, how much of a challenge is it to – kind of you know be able to have that mindset of like hey i'm just trying to hit line drives i just want base hits and then if it goes it goes um you know is that tough for you to try to keep that kind of perspective when you know obviously uh you know a lot of people hit a lot of home runs nowadays yeah i mean i don't think there's any doubt that home runs kind of rule the game um and i'm not going to sit here and act like i don't appreciate hitting a home run because there's not a better feeling in the world but when you get consistent plate appearances on a daily basis, I mean, you're just not going to be hitting a home run every game, but you know that getting on base is really king. So if I can spray line drives all over the field and hopefully a few of them go out, then that's pretty much what I'm looking for because consistent hard contact is what's going to help me stay at this level and be an impact player. All right, so speaking of home runs, you homer in four straight games last week. I don't know if you know, that's the second longest such streak in club history. What kind of a zone were you locked in on to be able to leave the ballpark in four straight games? Oh, well, I got, I had a, an off day in between, so it didn't even feel like four straight days because it felt like it was spread out over a little bit. But, um, yeah, like I said, you know, when you, when you swing at good pitches, it, it gives you a chance to do some damage. So I watch all these great hitters that we have in our lineup, and we have some guys with truly outstanding eyes. So um, I try to try to copy them and look for a pitch in a specific spot and be on time to hammer it. Speaking of some of your teammates, Albert Pujols hits career home run number 660 earlier this week. Um, what's it like to be teammates with Albert Pujols playing the same position and going about things that way. What, what what is that like with Albert? It's funny because you know I was a kid growing up, loved baseball. It's all I ever watched, and you know Albert Pujols is first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best. So when I got to play with him, it was it was pretty exciting. And you know now I consider him a teammate and a friend, and uh, just watch the way he goes about his business and watch the way he takes players under his wing is something pretty special. So the fact that I'll be able to tell people down the road I was 
there for a 660th home run is, is something that I'll cherish for sure. Yeah, he's had a lot of milestones, no question about it. You know, he's the only player ever to be top five in home runs and doubles, which is quite a feat. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's played a very good first base his whole career. Joe Madden has talked about the first base that you've been playing uh, from a defensive side. Um, in terms of uh, your ability over there, when did you first start playing first base? Because I know you you were a pitcher for a little bit, and I think we saw you in the outfield before. When, when did you kind of hone in, and, and that could be a position for you? On and off, since I was in my early teens, I've played you know first base, played some right field, I've pitched a little bit. I think that's going to end up benefiting me in my career because I don't think I can only play first base. I think it's my best position, but. If needed, I think I might be able to go out to the outfield and, and make some plays. So um, first base is my favorite position. It's where I feel most comfortable, but it's something that I've played some in college. I've played some outfield, played some in pro ball, played some outfield. So uh, it's just something that's kind of been on and off for most of my baseball career. I know that you had mentioned before that pitching really wasn't an option for you this year. Do you feel like it's been a benefit to you to just be able to focus on hitting and playing first base? Like, do you, do you feel like that's had a positive impact on you? Yeah, I would say that um, it's probably had a positive impact because I'm just really you know focusing on the bat and making plays at first base. But um, with my pitching, I don't really consider myself maybe the way that Shohei does of a true two-way when I throw it's generally to help out the bullpen and you know we might be up by a lot or down by a lot and I can kind of fill in and if that role changes then I'll take it in stride but right now I've always considered myself more of a hitter who can kind of help out as a pitcher I, I'm just I would I'm curious about your perspective on something because I have a debate about this with my friends all the time like could you be in like like you see it happen in college where like I remember when Michael Lorenzen was at Cal State Fullerton he'd be out in center field and then the ninth inning would come and he'd come running in from center field and go close out the game is that something that like you feel like could happen at the major league level <laughs> oh man uh I don't want to rule anything out. I would say it's probably pretty unlikely because you face some of these guys in the late innings and they have stuff that I don't really know if I possess. Um, so who knows? I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I would say uh, probably not. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you, but yes, there is a, a pretty significant jump from uh, college baseball to the major leagues. Uh, right, no, right. no doubt about that. Jared, as you're, you know, here we are in the final couple weeks of this season, and obviously you guys are, you know, have been winning lately and, and trying to make a push towards the postseason. But when you're looking um, at beyond this year, did you feel like when you came up that uh, this was an opportunity for you to try to prove something for maybe your career down the road? It, it, was that kind of your mentality when, when you came up here? Yeah, um, I think regardless of age or draft position, everyone would tell you that, you know, once you get up to the highest level, you want to play well because, you know, you want to be a part of winning baseball going going forward. And obviously we have some really exciting players here that I would like to play with because it's, it's a pretty cool feeling looking over and seeing Fletch to your right and the way that he communicates with me in the infield and, and kind of directs people in certain spots. And he just makes great plays every day. So, you know, playing with guys like that and Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, those kind of guys is pretty special. So, yeah, I mean, I hope to be a part of this organization going forward, and and uh, hopefully I can uh, just, you know, continue to get consistent playing time and help out with some Ws.
Well, hey, you're doing a great job, certainly lately, in helping this team try to make a push uh, towards the playoffs. I'll tell you something. Joe said this in his uh, pregame press conference a couple days ago about how he had no idea where you were drafted, and he's been talking about you just in terms of you know the swings you took in, in spring training and camp, and you know now you have an opportunity here and you're making the most of it, and I think that's pretty cool. And uh, it's exactly what's right. They're, all the preconceived notions kind of go out the window. Jared, congratulations on all your success. Uh, keep it up, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me on, Trent. I appreciate it. There you go. That is Angels first baseman Jared Walsh. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on the Angels Recap Podcast. A reminder, you can check out Angels Recap live on the radio on Angels Radio AM 830 after every game the rest of this season as the Angels try to make this push towards playing in October baseball. A tough road ahead, no question about it. Uh, but look, control what you can control. Let the chips settle where they may here at the end of the season. Thanks to everyone that's a subscriber to the Angels Recap Podcast. And if you're not a subscriber yet, no problem. Do us a little favor. Just click that subscribe button, and uh, you will be the first to know when the Angels Recap Podcast comes out every single week. Enjoy what's going to end up being the last week of Angels baseball. Crazy that we are already here. But I hope you enjoy it, and thanks again for listening. Thanks to our guest, Jared Walsh, for joining us. My name is Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day, and this has been the Angels Recap Podcast.